it felt like hot shards of glass were being pulled out of my nipple every single time. And every time he would feed, it just, it would bring on anxiety. Hey friends, this is Nhi and Dee and we're the hosts of the Milk and Madness podcast. Thank you for joining us. We recently touched on breastfeeding and how it was one of the biggest eye-opening experiences we both had. Today we are taking a closer look at the breastfeeding journey and what helped us through. Now we know that society might influence how you feel about breastfeeding and about yourself should you choose not to breastfeed. We are here to have a real and vulnerable conversation about our experiences in the hope that it helps you get through this very short period of time. So let's run through some questions that we prepared earlier. Yeah. With Mm -hmm. both kids, you did a combination of breastfeeding and formula. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm just going to do a quick intro into my experience with breastfeeding to answer this question. Breastfeeding was really the first introduction to mum guilt for me. And it's something you've heard about. I think other mums joke about it. It's not really funny at all. It's something quite serious. And for me, I just remember in the hospital feeling so overwhelmed, having gone through what felt like a week in labor, gone through a C-section, your body is recovering, mentally you're exhausted, your boobs are sore because the, the milk is coming in and your, your whole body is just going through this massive this change. And I just remember feeling overwhelmed with this new sensation of mum guilt for the first time and, okay, this is what it is. It's this sinking feeling in your heart, in your mind, And it's this little voice at the back of your head that's, I don't know if what you're doing is the best for your baby, regardless if it's best for you, because you literally become second to what the baby needs straight away when you become a mum. And breastfeeding was such a challenge for me. My body was doing such a great job. The midwives and the nurses were, they were really like, wow, you're making a lot of milk. That colostrum is amazing. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome, great. Yes, go me. That competitive thing kicks in. But then I put Kenzo on my breast and he knew what he was doing. He managed to latch on really well. The little mouth is so cute. But for me, I was like, oh, my God, this is so painful. I, I don't know how to put you on. I don't know how to... I don't know the angle. I didn't know the different holds. And I'm like, oh, my God. I Matthew and I went to the pregnancy class and they mentioned breastfeeding. It was probably like 10 minutes of a two-day course. And I feel like it, it's so much more significant than that. It needs more time. That would be my suggestion if you're listening. <laughs> but I just think there's just so much pressure. And I remember, obviously, I was already questioning myself and trying to get feedback from my mum and my sister and the nurses and midwives and everyone has a different point of view or opinion. And I'm like, who am I going to listen to? Oh my gosh, I can, I can try everything and then see what works for me is where I got to. But it's really hard because it didn't work for me at the start. And I pushed through because I was like, breast is best is what I've been told. It was what I believed. I didn't know any better. And regardless of the fact that it was so painful and there was bleeding and I was like, nah, has to happen knee. You've got to do this. It has to, you've got to push through. And I did through blood, sweat and tears. And it got to the point where it was easier. It took 
a lot of time, months. Got It got to the point where I could just be watching TV and I just put them on and that was fine. But the process to get there was really hard. And I said to my husband, look, if I could do six months of it, this is with Kenzo, my first son, if I could do six months of, of breastfeeding, we're going to formula because I think by then I would have had enough. Like I did have enough by then. So we stuck with that. He was thriving. It was all good. And the change from breastfeeding to formula was not an issue. I learned so much through that first experience and I took it to my second experience with my second son, Ambrose. It's so interesting when you are, when you have knowledge, it was my second time I came to that experience, having that prior knowledge and I used it. Ambrose was even more of a chomper than Kenzo. My breasts were like, nah, this is not going to happen. And I was like, you know what? It's not because I can put myself first for this one. Knowing that I can put Ambrose first too at the same time. It wasn't one or the other. I could do both. What's best for both of us? So with Ambrose, I tried in the hospital a couple of times. And then I tried one more time when we go home. And I was like, this is not going to, this is not going to happen. It's just not going to work. It was really bad that second time, like with the bleeding. I remember this one time when Ambrose vomited blood with milk. And for a second, I'm like, oh my God, what the heck? What is this? And then I realized it's because my breasts, my nipples were bleeding and he was trying to get milk and also swallowing my blood. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> we're not doing this anymore. So I stopped breastfeeding literally after three, four attempts with Ambrose. There is no way I would have done that with Kenzo. But with the knowledge and that experience, I was able to use it for the benefit of me and him, for my mental health, for my health, and for his health too. And we moved to formula straight away. Pumping is difficult. It's really difficult. Outside of the fact that my, my breasts were sore and, and my nipples were back to normal, pumping is really difficult. It's more time-consuming your husband's asleep and your alarm goes off because you've got to go feed the baby and you've got to go after you feed the, the baby, you put the baby down to sleep and change the nappy, all that stuff. And then you've got to wash all the equipment, the breastfeeding stuff. You've got to sterilize it, put it out to dry. Um, and then you start that process again and again. So at the start when the baby's cluster feeding and you're doing it like four or five times a night, it's really difficult. And for me, that also introduced the feeling or the understanding that being a mum can be really lonely. As much help as my husband provided, and he did a lot, he changed, I think he's changed 90% of Ambrose's nappies, to be honest, and still does. But, yeah, being a mum can be really lonely. And for me, breastfeeding is one of those things because as much as other people may want to help you, they can't. With breastfeeding, they can't. With Bottle feeding, yes, they can, but you're still involved in the process. And also it's really hard to let go of that. But, yeah, that's my experience in a nutshell. So how about you? Luckily for me, mine wasn't as traumatic by the sounds of things. But you're right. It is the first time that some of that doubt starts setting in. Mm-hmm. For me, as far as I know, my mum, grandma, great-grandmother, like everybody in our family has always breastfed. And a lot of that is because the formula just wasn't available to them. And I think that 
said that pressure that, okay, I need to breastfeed. Now, I remember same thing being in the hospital and first time you have to feed and they're like, oh, like you're doing so well. Aiden latched on so well. And I'm like, oh, great, cool. And the first time I fed, it was fine. But what kind of shocked me as well with the breastfeeding journey was your uterus contracting. Something that no one, I didn't even think to ask and no one had ever told me. Yes. Not that anyone had ever told me that breastfeeding was was going to be painful either. But, and then I was like, oh, I'm in a lot of pain. And the nurse, oh yeah, your uterus is, is contracting back. It will happen every single time you breastfeed. And I was like, huh? Excuse me, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And so that was really painful. So that added to the pain. So I was in hospital with Aiden for two nights. Stop my head. So three days. And probably by the second or third time that he fed, I was like, holy moly, this is really painful. This really hurts. And I remember I kept asking the nurse, I'm like, am I doing it right? Are you sure it's right? She's like, yeah, yeah, he's latched on properly. Everything looks good. Told me like, oh, his chin has to be here. And they spoke to me about positioning and stuff like that. I Honestly, I just thought it was just going to, I don't know, like everything just fits together and they just latch on and it's all perfect and everyone knows what they're doing or at least the baby does because they're hungry. They just know how to do it. But no, that's, it's not how it is at all. Like it is a learned skill. You have to learn how to, you have to learn how to feed and the baby has to learn how to feed off you. And I don't know why I thought it was anything different in hindsight, but uh, that's how it is. So I remember being in the hospital and going to the pharmacy because I was like, can you give me something? What can you give me? Because my boobs are like killing me. Like it is so painful. So I'm like, okay, let's try this. Let's try that. I was ready to try anything at that point. And so we came home and still it was really painful and we we're keeping like track of when he was feeding because the nurse was going to come over and ask us and we're like, I don't remember and all that fun stuff. <clears throat> so we were like tracking it, how, like how often he was feeding and which boob he was feeding from and how long he was feeding on each boob and just all the things that you, that you do for the first one, <laughs> which didn't happen for the second one. No. Uh, and I got to, it probably got, got to like at least the first week and I was like I, I don't think I can do this anymore like I'm I was struggling through it obviously struggling through the pain of the uterus contracting and your hormones changing and your hunger changing and just everything was just changing and it was such a blur like the only things that I really remember from those those first few weeks was just the pain of the breastfeeding it felt to me it felt like hot shards of glass were being pulled out of my nipple every single time. And every time he would feed, it just, it would bring on anxiety. And I remember like dreading having to feed him. I remember getting really angry with Calvin once because he made a loud noise and the baby woke up and I was like, you wake him up, you breastfeed him. (laughs) He just, of course, like he didn't really understand. Like I was telling him it was painful, but there was nothing he could do. There was, like you said, there's nothing that they can help you with. You just have to go through it. They can do dishes and they can do all those other things, sure, but they can't breastfeed or pump for you. And so I, 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 I would dread it. I would hate feeding him. I was, I try to explain this to Calvin. I'm like, imagine if I tell you to put your hand on like on a hot stove and it burns your hand. And then an hour later, I tell you, put your hand on that hot stove again you know the pain that's coming and you can already feel the anxiety build up. I'm like, that's what it feels like to me. It's I know what's coming. What is going on? 
And it was like every 20 minutes. I'm like, I, I, no, this is beyond enough. And I, I ended up going into the hospital and seeing a lactation nurse because I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm at my wit's end. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get through this. I've tried every single cream and thing that you've told me to do. I thought at the time I'd tried everything, but I hadn't. And she's okay. Put him on your boob and let's have a look. And she's, yep, yeah, look, he's, he's feeding good. He looks like he's feeding well. Like it's all coming through. She's, Unfortunately, it's just, you just have to get through this pain. You just have to get through this milestone. And she sat with me because she could feel how tense I was. She sat with me and she held my hand and she's breathed through it. It will get better. I promise. And I think that's just what I needed to hear that it will get better. Cause like in my mind, I was just like, I, how do I keep going with this? It's just impossible. Like it's too painful. I cannot do it. And then she told me a couple of tricks about positioning. She's like, oh, you can put them down and hold them like a football and do this and do that and see what works. And maybe that'll help shape their, but basically she said, because at the start, it probably happened when I came home, but he wasn't positioned properly and my nipple wasn't sitting in the right spot. And so every single time he was sucking, it was rubbing and it was causing mm-hmm. that friction. And so she said, until it heals, it will hurt every single time. But she's if you position him in a different way, it'll hit a different spot on your nipple and it might not hurt as much. So you can get through that pain a little bit better. And she was 100% spot on. She was amazing. She actually got me through and so the first three weeks were brutal. They were hell. They were traumatic and I hated them. And after that meeting, she's right, it got better. But I positioned Aiden in a different spot and it hurt less. And then I swapped boobs and then this one got time to heal and so on and so forth. And that after that three weeks, it was that magical, beautiful experience where, yeah, I could just feed them and not even think about it and yeah. didn't feel anything and it didn't hurt and it was perfectly fine. With Amelia, it was the same sort of experience, but nowhere near to the same extreme and nowhere near for as long. So I know three weeks isn't even that long, but when you're in it, it feels like three years. Yes. Yes. And with Amelia, it was probably two weeks max, I think. And Mm. But I already knew the thing, so I started doing them a lot earlier. And also it was summer, so I was out and I was just like letting them heal. Letting them air, letting them heal. Whereas with Aiden, we had a lot of people over all the time. So it's like breastfeed and then put them away and they just did not have time to heal. So my advice is let your body heal. Give yourself the time and the space to let your body heal. Let them out, let them heal, try different positions, try different things, see what works for you because it is brutal. And for those who don't have this pain like I'm you are so lucky please just do what you need to do but for for those of you who it is painful if you can get through it if you can get advice and try different things and it does get easier try and stick it out if not then so be it I we ended up trying to go to formula when I went back to work so I was pumping when I went back to work and it is so time consuming and we tried formula but we, there was a shortage of formula and there was all sorts of things happening at that time so we're just like you know what like i'll just keep pumping for the last and then we'll just go to milk because then aiden was a year old and we could start like the normal milk and that was it so that was my journey we stuck it out i stuck it out for 10 11 months of breastfeeding and then yeah and then it went we went to pumping and then we went to um, milk i've got a i've got a i've got a good story um, sure about pumping and it's, it's really sad I think but 
for me, it really highlights the pressure that we put on ourselves. The mum guilt stuff is just, I think it's never ending. I don't know. Let's talk about it in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years and see where we're at with mum guilt. But I, I think it's just something that lingers on forever whilst you're a mum. But with Ambrose, okay, so I tried breastfeeding a couple of times, didn't work. Then we went to pumping. And I was like, oh, my God, can I pump for six months? I don't know. Anyways, it was about three months of pumping and my boobs, my breasts were just so sore. I was going through this period where he was drinking less, so I had to really pump to less often. In terms of amount, it's Ambrose. He's an eater, so it's always been it's always been a lot of milk that he's needed. But I, yeah, it was about three months. My breasts were just getting really hard really sore frequently and I was doing my best to pump the milk out but it's like a cycle because the more you pump the more your body produces milk and it's just it's a it just keeps going your body listens to what's going on right your body's incredible and so I went to see the doctor when it was really sore it was red I'm like I think I have mastitis I don't know what's going on and I saw my doctor and he was incredible and he just looked at me. He said, just stop. And I was like, oh, wow. I didn't even think about it as a possibility, honestly. So crazy. Yeah, and then I stopped after that. So. What a great doctor that doesn't force you into feed into the mum guilt and force you into doing something that your body obviously, like you tried. It's not like you didn't try. Like you tried and your body is just it's just not happening and it doesn't sometimes like that's just how it is like I think back in the ye old days whatever days they were and they used to have wet nurses this isn't a new concept this isn't a new concept where if a woman had enough money or couldn't breastfeed that somebody else would breastfeed for her because that formula obviously didn't exist then but I don't know why it's so shameful now I don't know what happened Mm -hmm. in history something obviously changed and it just became so shameful to not breastfeed like I get it medically and I remember when I was pumping and you could see like the color of the breast milk and you could just yes you're right your body is just phenomenal and I remember reading somewhere where the there's something that happens between the saliva and your boob where your body will actually create the antibodies that your baby needs like it reacts to the your baby's saliva and it creates what the baby needs so I get it right like it is ideally the better option sure if you can and it's also free and you don't have to clean up so there are pros to it you could beat yourself up about a million and one things this doesn't need to be one of them if if you can and have that support network around you and find doctors that like yours that will just tell you just stop if you're you're killing yourself just stop great advice (laughs) now do you think, because you pumped and you used formula, do you think that helped Matthew with bonding with the kids? Because obviously then he could feed them from the bottle. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it definitely helped with my husband bonding with the kids more and it meant that it was hard when I was pumping because I still had to wake up and pump, but it meant that I could pump and he could feed at the same time. So that was really great. And I think reflecting on all this stuff, it's so interesting, like the psychology of it all in terms of the mum guilt and, and, and all that stuff. But if I, if we were to have another kid, which we are absolutely not having another kid, you could not pay me not to have another kid. <laughs> and we can't anymore because we've done certain things to stop that from happening. That's but, reversible. <laughs> yeah. 
but I would try again. Like it's to breastfeed. I would. Yeah. Okay. Because I think each kid is different. Mm, Yes. And who knows? Maybe if we did ever somehow had a third, maybe that kid, that baby, and I would just get it quicker. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I would quit. I would stop very quickly, like I do with Ambrose, and quit pumping too. Now that I've had that that experience, but I would try again. Mm. How interesting. Right. There's no guarantee that an second or a third or a fourth child the experience is going to be the same so you're right even for me if i hypothetically which i'm not but if i was going to have a third child just because the first two were reasonably easy that doesn't necessarily mean that the third one Mm. would be the same yeah Mm. absolutely absolutely interesting you mentioned that you were breastfeeding for 11 ish 12 months did you just stop to go to work or would you have stopped Uh, Yes. So I, I was actually, no, sorry. I lied. I pretty much went all the full 12 months, but not full time. So I was breastfeeding at night when I would come home after work, obviously throughout work, I was pumping and I'm pretty sure at childcare, they were getting formula from memory. And yes, because there was a shortage, we're like, we can't go full formula. And there was all that sort of stuff. So I did breastfeed all the way to the 12 months, but it just progressively like I cut it back bit by bit but what's funny is I remember when, when I was pregnant and people were like oh how long would you be gonna breastfeed for and I was like oh just until the kids have teeth because once they have teeth they can just eat food <laughs> I that and just go what was I thinking I had no clue like none whatsoever I didn't even know when teeth when kids teeth come through to have answered that question so I don't even know why I thought that but I honestly obviously come they start four or five months ish um, and I thought that's just what I would do. I would do it for a few months and then I don't know what, I, I didn't even know what I thought after that, but you just don't know what your journey is going to be like until you start going through it. So it's funny to think about that in hindsight, but you just don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just take it as it comes, I think. Yes, absolutely. That, that would be my experience and advice as well. I think with so many things about being a mum, the whole pregnancy, childbirth, everything, you'd have expectations, but let that stuff go which is hard mm-hmm. to do, but it does help a lot. I think mentally, if you just try to let expectations go and put the situation if you can. If someone was pregnant right now or mm-hmm. about to get pregnant and they have no idea about breastfeeding or anything that happens to their breasts or their body in terms of the, the breastfeeding aspect, what would you tell them about it? <laughs> It's the first sort of step in the journey, right, after you give birth. It's the first thing that changes to your body quite drastically because obviously the pregnancy is like a 10-month-long process and it's you grow slowly over the 10 months. The breastfeeding aspect of it, pretty much straight away your boobs start hurting it almost feels like you're in labor again when you're how it felt for me when your uterus is contracting it felt like i was going through it is um, labor again because in labor your uterus is contracting trying to push this baby and then, out. <laughs> and then it's happening again when yes. you are when you start breastfeeding because your body's trying to get back to its normal before state which is crazy it took nine ten months to get there and now in weeks or whatever it is it's trying to contract so you can imagine that pain yes that's what I mean like it's not 
it's bam, it just hits you and then you're bleeding and then sleepless nights and it is a lot going on at once. Then, of course, like the pain of like your, your milk setting in and if you do happen, if the baby does sleep for say four hours, hopefully they, they sleep for a decent chunk of time for you and then you haven't fed and it's like, oh my God, my boobs really hurt and you can't sleep on that side. And, it's, and then, of course, you put the baby on your boob and it's like, oh, it hurts when it comes out and there's all those things the physical the physical pain is intense and then the other end of that is when you stop breastfeeding and you're left with these deflated saggy sacks of flesh that you're like what on earth is this this is not what I look like and you just want to cry and you look at yourself in the mirror and it's so depressing and you just think you're never getting your body back. You do. It might not be exactly the same, but I can honestly say now that it definitely exercise has helped going back to the gym and doing my regular exercise has definitely helped. So I can only speak to that, but I feel like my boobs are back where they were. I think could be in denial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just going to put it out there. So if you're listening and you really can't see in video too, but we're, we're quite different physically. Like I've got really small breasts and Dinah's got bigger breasts. <laughs> and I just, I was, just some other things that I thought about that really quickly is the milk production has got nothing to do with the size of your breasts. And that was something, I don't know, I didn't read it anywhere or anything, but it was just a conception I had in my mind. And I was like, oh, how are these, how are my little breasts going to go? Not an issue. It's got nothing to do with the size of your breasts. But with the post-breastfeeding experience, even mine, I, I felt like they were like deflated balloons. Where are these perky breasts that used to be there, right? It's so interesting. And I, I do agree that they are maybe almost back to normal but I don't think they'll ever be exactly how they were because they've gone through this massive transformation this massive change it makes sense but how about before you give birth because there's changes I didn't actually experience any change with my breasts during pregnancy I was like they should be up a few sizes shouldn't they right I didn't have that experience not really did you have that did yours just get yeah Yeah, they did. They got bigger. And I don't know if that's just like from weight gain um, because at that point my milk hadn't come in or anything. So but my boobs were huge. (laughs) And it's not fun. It's really not fun because you can't sleep and you can't, they're they're, they're in the way and they're a bit of a nuisance. But, yes, they did. They got bigger. And definitely while I was breastfeeding they were just ginormous. And you're right. It has no no bearing on whether you make milk or don't, or how much you make. Like that's a complete misconception. That's pretty much all I remember from pregnancy. I think the majority of the change definitely happened afterwards. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, they're definitely not hundred percent back to where they were. They're not the deflated balloons they were. Like when I finished breastfeeding, that was like a big. Mm-hmm. You stop and obviously they were perkier because they were full of milk so they were nicer and more round and all of that and then as soon as you stop it's there's nothing in here and that that was like a big shock and I seriously thought I'm like okay this is just another thing that's changed another thing that's not going to go back to what it was and I just have to just come to terms with it and love my body for what it is like it fed my child like I just have to yeah. I just have to learn to love it somehow but like I said, going back to the gym and doing all the my regular activities, like I can honestly say they definitely don't look like deflated balloons and they are 
somewhat back to normal. Oh God, I just remembered how sensitive they were when you start breastfeeding. I remember, oh gosh, I remember they were so sensitive. The only thing I could do was literally walk around topless. Mm-hmm. Anything that to- touched them, anything, if even if you have a silk top or like the maternity bra that you thought was really soft, nah, forget it. Anything that touched them, I was like, like I can't do this. Just I, They need to be out. They need to be aired. They need to just not be touched. For me, I was like, wow, that's that was a learning as well. Did you experience that? Not to that extent. Like I said, especially with Aiden, I was covered up most of the time. It was winter and mm-hmm. a lot of people over and stuff. So majority of the time I was covered up. I do remember them being really sensitive, but not to that extreme where I just couldn't put anything on because I remember having clothes on. Yeah, that's a lot. But luckily you had that because then that forced you to leave them free and air out. So maybe that helped, maybe. It did help. Yeah, they do say if you let it air out, it helps it to heal faster. I can attest to that. Definitely with Amelia, that helped a lot. Yeah. How did you go with the transition between your boobs obviously being used, you know, for sexual purposes sure. to mm-hmm. then seeing them as an object that would feed your child and then going back to them being a sexual object. Did you find that trans- transition easy, hard? How did that go for you? This is an interesting TMI. No, not at all. I'm happy to discuss it, absolutely. Personally, I was okay with it. It was, look, it was a massive learning experience. The first time, first few times you do it, wow, um, the purpose of them has changed completely. That was really interesting. I think it would have been an interesting experience for Matthew in terms of that change, that shift of the purpose of them. But for me, it was okay. And look, full disclosure, you don't really want to have sex when you're going through all this. Mm-hmm. And if you do, good for you. But my body, I had just gone through a C-section with Kenzo. Sex was like, there is no zero negative interest in that. And then with Ambrose, I also had a C-section. So that it just wasn't on my mind. So for me, easy peasy in terms of making that shift from boobs being part of a, a sexual thing to boobs being part of giving my son's life or helping them thrive, that kind of stuff. How about you? So in a nutshell, it, it was easy. I thought it wasn't going to be though. So I thought, cause my boobs are quite sensitive and I was like, what happened? I didn't even know who to ask. And I, in fairness, I never asked anyone cause I was like, I'm just going to keep this and take it to my grave. But now I'm sharing it cause I don't know why. So, but I remember thinking, oh my gosh, what happens if I'm breastfeeding and I get turned on? What does that mean? What do I do? It is not like that at all. So if anyone has that thought, Oh, you mean? Yes. Because, yes. So my boobs are really sensitive. And I was like, what happens if that happens? What am I going to do? What does that mean? Is that weird? Am I a weird person? I, this, all this stuff was going on in my head because that's all I've ever used it for. Like, it's only ever been used for in a sexual situation. Like, it's, I've never breastfed before. So I didn't know how it would feel, how I didn't know anything. And that was my first thought. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Do I need to go see someone? Do I need therapy? What happens? and because it's it's not a question that most people ask I just kept in the let's just not tell anyone that I'm a weirdo 
And yes, Aiden came along and it was just, it was not like that. Like it was very bonding. Like I, I did love breastfeeding in the end. I love him being in my arms and just being so connected and just watching him feed. And I, I loved that. So there was nothing sexual about it at all, but it's just a, it's also a different feeling. Like that sensation is a very different feeling. And yes, it was definitely not like that at all. So if anyone has that concern, I promise you, you'll be fine. There's bleeding and contractions and so many other things going on. That's probably what helped him. This is like a medical thing. This is a life giving thing. And this is not a sexual thing at all, but it does change that view on how you see your boobs. And especially, like I said, after I stopped breastfeeding, like I didn't feel sexy. I didn't feel nice. And so it did change, but it's just another phase and you go back to now I feel better about myself and I feel sexy again and all those things. So it's just another thing in the roller coaster of motherhood. Just enjoy the ride, guys. Oh, just hold on. Hold on for dear life. Oh, gosh. Um, so we both tried different things and we spoke about airing it out and how we found that really helpful. What things you tried and what worked and what kind of didn't? What were some of the things that you try to heal yeah yeah, absolutely stuff that really worked for me was when I was trying to stop breastfeeding and you want to reduce the milk so you're pumping or you're breastfeeding less obviously cabbage leaves get a cabbage from wherever wash them obviously keep them in the fridge you take the cabbage leaves off you want ones big enough to cover your boobs for me small boobs easy your breasts feel really hot often when there's a lot of milk and they're feeling a bit engorged and you put the cabbage leaves on straight from the fridge and they're cold. So they were instantly cooling. And then I just stuffed them in between a bra, wore them all day. You smell like cabbages, doesn't matter. The cabbages after a while, like after a couple of hours or whatever it is, they wilt. It's like they absorbed. I don't know the medical stuff behind it. And I did Google it, but it's like in a way they've absorbed the heat. They release some sort of gas as well. And Anyways, it just, it really helped me and I'd really highly recommend it. If you have a really hot breast whilst you're, you know, breastfeeding, put them on every now and again. When you're trying to wean off breastfeeding, have them on all the time. I had it on for, I don't know, four days or something. And by the end of it, I was pretty much done. And it was a slow, I didn't want to just drastically wean because I wanted to be gentle with my body and do it slowly. And that was really amazing. So cabbage, leaves. In the fridge, wash them, really great for your breasts, cooling and helps you to wean. Another thing I did was in the shower with the hot water just directly on your breasts and when you when the milk ducts clot, which happens, just massaging them quite roughly actually, like really massaging them underneath the hot water and that really helps to remove the clots. Just you want the milk to evenly exit your body. It's yeah, so that was really great. Um, you could also use like a, um, I think they use like a comb just to push it out as well. That was really great. What else did I do? Look, air them out as much as you can whilst you're going through that, especially the early days when everything's sore and broken. Um, I tried all the creams. The best thing for me was breast milk. So yes. put some breast milk on your nipples when they're really cracked let them air out. It dries. Breast milk is an incredible, it's liquid gold. Formula uh, is nothing compared to breast milk, hence why people recommend breast is best and all that stuff. But 
there is things in breast milk your body has made specifically for your baby. And so it's got so many healing properties. And so just, just putting milk, breast milk on your breasts really helped just to let the heal. So I'd highly recommend that too. How about you? Yeah, I have to validate exactly what you said. Breast milk, yes, 100%. Just get a little bit, just rub it around and then just free ball it. <laughs> just let them heal in the sun if you can, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's sunny, yeah. if it's mm-hmm. that time of year. I also tried every cream and every natural remedy that you can possibly think of. And I can't say that it helped. Like, look, maybe it did, but I can't give any definitive um, answer that it helped. Cold compress, tried those. They were good too. And I used to massage when I was breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, the nurse gave me that gave me that tip and she's like, I'll just massage like your boob as you're breastfeeding and it'll just help to prevent any of those um, clots and clumps in your boob. Uh, but, yeah, they're the main ones. Breast milk, use that, air it out and just massage your boobs as often as you possibly can just to prevent any clots. They're the and change the position of the baby. I think that was a good one as well. Change the position of the baby so that you're not in the same spot every single time. And also change change breasts. Change boobs, yes. (laughs) Yes. I think every mom, and there's memes about this, when one boob is fully just full of milk and one is completely deflated balloon, as we've talked about, it's so interesting. You learn really quickly when that starts to happen. Change it. Make sure you know what breasts you've just fed from. It's so funny. Okay, so I think that's us for today in terms of breastfeeding. I'm sorry I got so emotional. It still it still hits me. There will always be those who have an opinion on what you choose to do. There are people who disagree with you. There are people who give advice. So just try to take that in and roll with it, but also listen to your gut and know that there's going to be some stuff that you learn from. It's just how it is. But grab that support when you need it. You are doing an incredible job. We're sure of it. If you have anything that you'd like to to comment in terms of breastfeeding or if we've missed something that you feel we should talk about further, let us know and um, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.